how not to yell when we feel like we've tried every parenting tip under the sun in social media and just nothing has worked. Our kids keep not listening to us. If that is you and you feel like you've tried everything, you've tried all the parenting books and the social media tips and nothing has worked yet and you still end up there yelling, this podcast episode is for you because I'm going to, number one, debunk some myths around it. Yes, there are myths around this belief because it's really a belief. Nothing has worked. I've tried everything. It's the story that we're telling ourselves. And I'm not saying it's wrong. We are going to go and see what's underneath that belief. There is usually some misconceptions about us and about our kids. And after that, I'm going to share with you what has worked for me as a parent in particular, and many, many, so many of our clients in HIC parenting education to bring peace to their homes, to break their cycle of yelling and frustration, and to raise emotionally healthy children. I'm Rachel. And I'm Marcela. And you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting, to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. I tried everything and nothing has worked. Let's start with that first sentence. I tried everything. I tried everything comes from our mentality that we already exhausted all the things that we know, we particularly know. That doesn't necessarily mean that the things that we know is everything, everything out there to help our kids. In my parenting journey, I was really sure about something. I was very sure about how I wanted to raise my kids. I knew the kind of parent I wanted to be, but I didn't necessarily know how to get there. So I was a parenting hack hunter for so, so long, thinking that the magic sauce to get my children to cooperate with me was out there. And then I learned parenting with understanding. Understanding of what? Understanding of my and my children's needs to the core. When I became an expert in my needs, in understanding the needs my children were communicating through their behaviors, then things started to make sense. And I started to see that my children were cooperating with me because I wasn't pulling from social media scripts that may not know my children. I was reading their behaviors and I was connecting an emotional level to their needs. And from the understanding of their needs and my particular needs, that's when I started finding success in my parenting. They saw me as genuine because children can read through your lines. They can see that you are repeating a social media script that doesn't sound like you because they know how you really sound like when you're playful. So they need that very same parent 
that they find in happy moments, in stressful moments, in stressful moments for them. And that's something that a script could not give you. A lot of it is, yes, parental instinct, but as well training on their needs, understanding them to the core, their feelings, how they process their world at their developmental stage. If they have a particular diagnosis, understanding about their diagnosis, how they see the world when they have ADHD, how they see the world when they have autism, how they see the world when they have sensory needs, how they see their world when they're just strong-willed kids. Doesn't necessarily mean because my child doesn't have a diagnosis, then they don't have needs. Every single behavior communicates a need. So that's the first myth. The second one is children make us yell. I've tried everything and nothing works, and that's why I yell. Children don't make us yell. What makes us yell is our incapability of processing our own big emotions. And I say it with a lot of empathy towards myself and towards you, the listener, because I've been there feeling all my anger, my this rage, and not knowing what to do with it. This morning, I saw a TikTok of a mom saying, gentle parenting creators, please tell me, how would you gentle parent when I told my teen really kindly and softly the, yesterday night that if they wake up in the morning and they're going to cook to clean their mess and look at this mess, look at this mac and cheese laying around, how can I remain gentle and respectful if I have this rage inside of me wanting to come out? Yes. Sometimes children do things that spars up that rage and anger within us. And that's valid. And it is valid and it is true as well that we have the power to manage that, to process that anger, that sadness, that frustration, that rage in a healthy way instead of taking it to our kids. So is it true that our children make us yell? I would say it's true that our, sometimes we feel angry when our children do things. But our reactions are on us. We are the responsible of the reactions that we have when we feel angry. Nobody makes us yell. We make that decision. Or sometimes we don't even make that decision. Our nervous system just makes a decision for us. And that's the very same thing that we work with our clients in HIC Parenting Education for 14 weeks. We work to rewire the way they engage with their anger and their frustration and their anxiety and their disappointment. So they don't allow their triggers to get the best of them and to run their show to parent for them, but they're able to get a hold of them, process them in a healthy way and decide how to engage with their kids. We do that in coaching. And that's basically my invitation. 
if you feel this anger and you want to stop yelling, but you just don't know how, today, this is Black Friday week, we have 30% off on our Break the Yelling Cycle Crash course. This is a mini course, very affordable, and now it's even more affordable because it's 30% off, created to help you master your calm so you can reconnect back with your kids in this stressful moment from the way that you decide, not from the way that your triggers allow you to behave. This is a mini course that contains three days of video lessons from me. Yes, each day you have an hour training from me. It is a pre-recorded training. Everything is pre-recorded, by the way. It has pre-recorded coaching session with our clients. So you get to see how us HIC coaches help our clients, our parents directly in breaking this cycle of yelling and bringing more peace to their homes. And number three, you are going to have each day a workbook to help you with this process. So this is meant to be taken in three days. You decide if you want to do it one day or you take each module each day. It's 30% off. All you have to do is open the description of this podcast episode or go to our Instagram or TikTok at Hyper Club or it's in hicparenting.com and it is there. Let's go. Let's continue with this episode. Number three, nothing works for my child. And this kind of piggybacks from the belief of I tried everything. Nothing works for my child. When we say nothing, what do we refer to? Are we referring to consequences? Are we referring to speaking nicely? Are we referring to the scripts that we hear in social media? So the truth is that the only thing that works for our kids is knowing what they need and meeting their needs social media scripts and consequences and speaking nicely, all those things don't even matter if the need is there. Let me give you an example. One of my twins that was last year, it was the last day of summer camp. He was going to summer camp, no problem. And then that Friday he was, no, I'm not going. He was really digging his heels. So speaking gently, offering him choices, telling him why we need to go, that mommy needs to work, and then I need you there. Like, none of that was working. Why? Because none of that would help him with what he needed. What did he need? My son has sensory needs, high sensory needs. And that day, it was going to be a movie day. So they were going to turn all the lights off. It was going to be very loud. And there was going to be a very stimulating big screen in front of them for the whole time. So it wasn't until I unveiled that was the need that he had that anxiety of facing that overstimulating environment that's when I really started helping him, 
before the choices that we need to go right now, I'm going to count all those things that don't work. If my child has sensory anxiety, thinking about all the overstimulation that he was going to have at summer camp. Once I knew that was the need, then I gave him a simple plan. Okay, if you feel like he's getting too much, is there another room that you can go to? Hmm, they have the crap room. Okay. So when we arrived there, I talked to the teacher and then she said, oh yeah, no problem. We have Play-Doh and we have coloring books that he just can let me know. And then he could go to the other room to do some crafts while we finished the movie. And that was it. I didn't have to announce consequences. I didn't have to give him choices. None of that because none of that works when there is a need. I met the need. I unveiled the need, I met the need, and I set my son up for success, and his sensory anxiety went away. So when we say nothing has worked, usually when parents tell me that, I think they have not found the need. And that's a great place to be because you're not supposed to know it all. That's why we are here, parenting professionals, to help you unveil your child's needs and that's what we do in coaching. With our clients, they tell us everything about their kids and we help them unveil their needs. And that's what's going to help you gain more cooperation from your kids. Less fights, more understanding, better communication. Okay, let's move on. How do I stop yelling at my kids if nothing has worked? Nothing that I do works and I've tried everything. So the next one is my children's behavior are a direct correlation of my performance as a parent. That's a belief that is really a misconception because again, behaviors communicate needs and needs are going to happen regardless of what I do as a parent. My son is always going to have sensory needs. Therefore, he's going to have behaviors. They're not as extreme now because now I help them and develop skills in him to communicate those needs a little bit easier in a better way, but he still has behaviors. So because your son or your daughter tantrums, cries, yells, hits, whatever thing they're doing, that's not a sign that you are a bad parent. It's just a sign that they have a need that we need to unveil. The other way, the, at the other side, because you yell sometimes, because you lose your temper, doesn't mean that you're a bad parent. Behaviors communicate needs for all humans. And there is a need that you're communicating through that behavior. That need could be I need more co-parent support. I feel so overwhelmed, but my spouse is not helping me or even not helping. He's not parenting or she's not parenting because our spouses don't help us. They are supposed to parent, you know, or it could be another need. It could be like I yell because I'm overtired or I yell because I don't have emotional skills to process my emotions and not take care of my kids. So our own behaviors communicate needs. It's not an indicator that you're a good or bad parent. 
that correlation comes from the way we were raised, that we were raised with the thinking that if we did good, then we're good. If we made a mistake, then we're bad people. Your children don't think that about you. That belief was created from childhood when you, the caregivers in your life gave you that message that if you make a mistake, then you're bad. You are not bad. You are a great parent and you are meant to be your child's parent. You are cut out to be their parent. So if you have that thing going through your mind of maybe I'm not cut out to be a boy mom or I'm not cut out to have all these kids, you are. If you are, if you have all those kids, you are meant to be their parent and they depend on you. They do. Okay. So let's go to what works. Number one, I think I've said this so many times, understanding our children to the core. Number two, developing our own emotional skills. So we don't take the yelling onto the kid. Number three, consistency. Consistency in responses bring consistency in their responses. As our consistency causes their consistency as well. If we are consistently respectful towards them with time, not right now, but with time, they're going to be consistently respectful towards us. And the last one is to seek support. When I didn't know how to unveil my needs, my children's needs, how to achieve more peace, more cooperation, better communication, I access parenting coaching professionals to help me. And boy, they did help me. As a mom, neurodivergent mom, who, by the way, I was evaluated for autism last week and I'm still waiting for the results. I needed that support. And support is not an indication that we are failing. It's just the indication that we are owning our parenting and taking responsibility and looking for better ways, for ways to grow and to better support our kids. You are like Marcela, this is so great, but tell me again, what are the main points? You can find them all on our show notes, hicparenting.com. If you have not followed us in social media, we are on YouTube, or Instagram, on TikTok, at Heimfuck Club. And I want you to remember always that it only takes understanding of your needs and of your children's needs to transform your parenting. I'll see you next time. Bye.